70 degrees. And people started getting comfortable, man, walking in shorts and t-shirts. I'm like, man, you're crazy. <laughs> That's how you get sick, because then it drops. <laughs> 20 <laughs> degrees drop, and you're like, oh, shit, what happened here? <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. Okay. Um, let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. So, welcome, guys, to the Walls Can Talk podcast. Thank you. Uh, in this episode, we're joined with a whole. We're joined with a whole bunch of people. We've got oh. part one. We've got Tizer. Oh. We've got Delta, and we've got Oust. Nice. So yeah, oh, thank oh. you for coming on. We do appreciate this. Of course, man. And, you know, my pleasure. Yeah, you know. it's kind of a budding project, so I feel like. As we go on, they're just going to get better and yeah, better. It should, you know, just keep at it, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's really nice that, you know, you're just doing like, just a conversation for like an hour. Yeah. No, no, you know, no kind of plan to it. No, I mean, you know, that's how a lot of times, you know, with, with us... It was more than just we were, you know, we were like family because we would always conjugate and we spent time in others, you know, domains in their homes. So we got to meet each other's parents. We spent time. We, you know, did different, you know, played some sports and stuff. We did other things. Investing aside from, into his lives kind of thing. Huh? Investing into his lives. Yeah, no, I mean, you know, it, it was more than just writing. It was more like a family-oriented thing. You know what I mean? So, and everybody came from different, you know, diverse backgrounds, so different neighborhoods. So that gave us opportunities to travel to different hoods. Yeah. Where, you know, in the early days, it was hard to do that. You couldn't go to certain neighborhoods because of the gangs and so forth, you know, the um, the racial tensions and stuff, you know, so... Yeah, nice man. And you're from Spanish Harlem, right? Correct. El, well, El Barrio? Is yeah, the... well, literally El Barrio. I mean, I was born in Hell's Kitchen, believe it or not. And I lived there till I was five years old. From there, we moved up to Spanish Harlem. And now, it's it's the, um, the Mexicans damn near took over. Because they literally, El Barrio for them, it's like El Barrio over there in Mexico. And I mean, dude, if you ever get to get over there, you'll see like they took over that, you know, there's a section there that it runs for like four blocks all the way to like at the end of the river that goes around Manhattan. But they opened up shop. They got taco trucks, restaurants, you name it. They're, and they're all over the place. And it's like insane, you know, so. So um, what? What got you into graffiti originally? Like, what were you were you looking at it and then you went home and drew it, or did you have well, friends that took you, got you into it? Or no. Well, when I was young, very young, like elementary, just before I went into junior high school, you know, that's when the tagging started. And what year was that? Oh God, you're talking like what, sixty nine? 70 okay. right and i was already drawing you know cartoon characters you know like superhero superman and stuff like that yeah but then when i seen that that was like you know and then a couple of my friends that we were growing up with we all got intrigued by that yeah so we created names for ourselves and then we would go around the neighborhoods and write on the walls on the gates of stores and shit like that and then as time progressed, we would take train rides like to the Bronx yeah. or, you know, downtown to Times Square. But we mostly played like we would run around because we, we were, you know, young. Yeah. We would run around the stations and, and like Grand Central is, is big. It's like, you know, two levels down. Yeah. So they had escalators, two sets going down you know, to the next level. Yeah. We will go down there and play. And then if we go to the Bronx, we will go up there and, and um, check out the layup and, you know, see what's on there, see the, you know, the writings on the train and then come back home. But then yeah, I... Who, who were kind of inspirational people for you at that time? Well, at that time, you know, like in the beginning, there were certain people that was writing, like... Um, the tags, you have Raby 954, um, 
hot uh, hot sauce HS575 and then um, came Faye, super cool um, people like that you know and it was, that's all you saw on the outside of the trains there mm -hmm. was no pieces at that time there was just people were writing their name as well as the inside right. but a lot of people also did the streets as well yeah, yeah. you know before they went to the trains so and they would do the neighborhoods and then the buses were uh, a thing back then as well I never got into buses you know just I don't know that wasn't you know my cup of tea once I started you know messing with the trains that was it and then what, what, who did you go with on your first mission to well, with a friend of mine that we grew up I mean like I said at first it, you know we had a little group you know all the kids that you know the guys we grew up with and um, the first time we went, you know, all, all, all of us together, we went to, it was two stops before, a uh, stop before the the writer's bench. And it was on a Sunday. So we went there and we were doing the, the tags on the station because it was like about eight of us, nine of us. Right. Um, and one of the guys, he was older than me, He's like, yo, let's go down the track and do the the middle track. The phase two had a tag there, and some there was some other tag. So let, we said, let's go over there and do a tag. So we proceeded to go down. We jumped down on the track, and um, the rest of the the rest of the guys, even my my brother was there with them. They stood on the on the platform. So we proceeded to you know cop tags, and then next thing you know. A cop comes down there. Well, on the right. first mission. Well, that was one of the first, you know, big deal missions that we went all together, and um, we were watching the cop, me and yeah. the other guy, and we're hiding behind the wall. We watch him, so he got all of them, you know, all like together there, <laughs> and we made our way to the platform because he didn't see us. Right. So we left them there, and we went outside, we went upstairs, and there's a bridge that goes into Manhattan. So we ran all the way home right. and waited for them to get there. <laughs> they just took the pain and told them to get out of here. But, you know, that was like, that was something memorable, <coughs> shit, you know. But as time went along, man, a lot of the guys that, um, you know, my friends that we grew up, they just, they couldn't hack it, you know. So, well, some people just don't carry. Yeah, them, you know? no. I mean, the the first time when um. Well, most people don't. <laughs> the the first time we went, where I went to a yard was uh one of the neighborhood writers. Um. He knew us, and we went racking that day. So he says, "Yo, we're gonna, you know, you're down to go to the yard tonight." I said, "Okay, well, yard we're going to the one in Queens, the seven yard." So we proceeded. We went back up, we went home and everything, and then we set up uh, time to meet. And uh, that's what we did. We went, and the, the funny thing was, the uh, I had a can of white, and I had another can that was like something like that, that turquoise background. It just happened to be the damn same color, almost the sec same color of the damn train. <laughs> so I was like, oh, you got to be freaking kidding me, man. So I said the hell with it. I just did my name and everything, but I wasn't doing part of that time yet. So I did that, and then um, everybody else did their little, you know, whatever they was doing, and then we left. And, uh, I, you know, I never went back to that yard. Okay. If I, I would have went back to that yard, I probably would have smashed it. Yeah. You know, but uh, other people went and... Uh, <coughs> They they did uh, work on that train, you know, on that seven line. So what kind of time frame are you talking when you start doing the trains? This was in 73. 73? Yeah. I, I was messing with trains since 72, you know, but my thing was I was doing uh, more piecing like in my, you know, my schoolyard, the local schoolyards in, in the neighborhood. And then I had a lot. An empty lot that was right across the street from where I grew up. 
So I would go back there with paint and, you know, practice, you know. And then just once I started going to the trainers, that was it. The trains took over. I mean, I, I still would do walls, but I was doing more trains than I was doing the walls, so. Just focusing on it. Yeah. What, what was the, like, legal kind of situation like at the time? Because obviously now it's like... No, back then, like, you know, when the first time I got caught, um, it was in uh, just before the summer of 73, and what they basically would do was they'll um, send you to scrub, like, the one of the worst tagged-up stations. Oh, right, it's like... Yeah, so... Community that, service. Like. Something like that. They call it the scrub. Um, you know, that was... A, <laughs> but that was a, another way you, you meet other writers because a lot of writers, that's who was doing that. So, I I didn't... I never... Because I, once that happened, they sent me to Puerto Rico for the summer, so that was it. Oh, so I you mean, didn't have to do that. I, I didn't do that. You then, just got you the know, sentence and then, and then... Yeah, because back then... It was easy, like, you know, if you get arrested for something, okay, let me get your name and address. You give them a phony name, phony address, and you're gone. But then it got, like, after, you know, later on in time, it wasn't, it didn't get that easy. You have to give them ID. You have to produce ID. When you're, like, 11, 12 years old, that's what they do. You know, okay, give me your name and address, and you go. As you get older, it gets more complicated. You can't just, okay, uh, my name is Blase Blase, and this is my address. <laughs> they, they want ID. They ask for ID. But that's how, you know, that was the fun part of it. You could get away like that, man. No more. That shit is gone. That's, that's history, man. Did you give anyone's address that was like, you were just like, fuck this guy? <laughs> no, nah, you know what? There was, like, guys in school that were assholes, and I'd be like, yeah, man, my name is... Uh, uh, Raymond Perez or whatever the fuck, and uh, I live over here. You know, you know. Could you just get the door? Yeah, it's a bit shit, doesn't it? Stay closed. You gotta put something underneath it. Yeah. Um. Be careful. With maybe this here. No, no, it's okay, man. You can actually lean back with the chair. Yeah, that works. Yeah. There you Boom. Go. Solution. <laughs> Yeah, no. yeah, man. I mean, you know, it's like anything else, man. You know, early in the early days, it was a lot of stuff was uh, so fun and uh, you know simple. But you know, people have the tendency to you know fuck everything up for everybody. So you know, and then uh, you know things change, man. And you know, they don't want to. You know, where do you think it gets fucked up? Like, no, because you know. As time goes along, the the penalties, of course, will get stiffer. You know what I mean? So, and it, it just gets totally fucked up, man. It, it gets more difficult than, you know, I guess that's, that's the way it is. You know, you can't get around it. So, it just, it just fucks everything up. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, you used to, you know, you used to trying to be uh, carefree and uh, get over, but it don't happen like that, man. You know, it don't, so. so but when, when did you start, like, hanging out with people who took it seriously? Like, well, I mean, I know that you were I mean, with your at that point, stuff. Well, I went, you know, when I got into high school, you know, there was a couple of writers there. Who's, you know? who's that? Um... Chrome, I tell you, Chrome's brother, Game Five. Um, uh, these two cats that you, these two kids that used to uh, roll with Dean Byb. One was uh, Low, and the other one was Snow. And huh. uh, it's funny because the 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 one that wrote Low, he looked Spanish, and the one that wrote Snow, he was um, French. He was dark skinned Right. Looked black. So I'm right. like. Okay, why are you writing snow? <laughs> Usually it's a, a a white person, a Caucasian person. But they were cool, you know. Then you had a couple of guys that, you know, one guy from my neighborhood, he used to write with Dean as well. He used to write Scorch 170. Um, the original Magoo from TDS. And um, oh, this other cat, Twine. He got to do a car with Billy. 
kind of king in lines really like before you were well the line that i grew up on the six um when i came back from puerto rico in 73 uh, this guy take five he was like he did massive shit on on the six line you know what i mean and that kind of like inspired me to really uh, step it up a little bit because he just like you know he did like I said, he did his name. He had a couple of guys. They had a crew. He would do his girl's name. He was doing top to bottoms, a whole car. But it was with those letters, man, that were like fat and stuff. Yeah, yeah. It was, and, and all fat cap. Yeah, yeah. He would fill it in with the fat cap and outline with the fat cap. And then the buff came, you know. So then you had the other lines. You had people like, you know, Tracy and um, uh, Phase 2 was already, like, fading out, like, around 73, 74. Um, Riff was still doing stuff there around that time. And there was a whole bunch of other cats, you know, that was doing, the, you know, stuff. Yeah. So, and j that just kept, you know, that kept the juices flowing. You know what I mean? So... That, that was the basis for the encouragement to do more, you know? Did you guys have a, um, were you considering any like longevity at the time? Like you want to be you know doing what? this for, was it just like, that's what's going on? Yeah, well, for me, I mean, I, I don't know if it ever came across my mind like to quit because I, you know, the average, uh, span for someone to you know write would be like maybe three years tops you know because there's always something that comes into play you, you know they get arrested or they got family matters and stuff stuff like that you get a guy like blade you know what i mean he was in it to win it you know um and he was doing it in a big way but you know and he did it like i think i i wrote longer than him by about maybe three years, you know. But um, also, age plays into effect. You know, by the time I stopped was in 1987. And I was already, like, in my 20s. I was working. So, you know, when you're doing that, the time becomes limited, you know. I mean, I was doing it every weekend, regardless but then when you're working, it really like, you know, you gotta say, well, I'm 25 years old, you know, it, it can't, you know. Can't be messing with the train. The, 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 the clock is ticking in your head and you're like, you know, I think it's time. I mean, I, I had a good run. I just, it, for me, like, you know, the thought to, to stop really never occurred to me. Because it was always the thrill of, you know, going, get the mission accomplished, and then, you know, on to the next one. <laughs> get away unscathed. Yeah, yeah. But did, did, so you must have, I mean, you obviously knew the six yard really well, but. Not, was, not really, not right. really. Because after a while, like, from like, 71 to like 73, 74, things, you know, places started getting a little more, you know, heated up. Right. You know what I mean? The cops, they started like Scoping trying to step up their game. And there was like, you know, it, it got to the point where they would be, you know, they'll roam certain areas. Sometimes they'll be waiting, you know, in certain areas for writers to come. Right. You know, whereas like in 72, 73, the, I don't think that that, that force for the, for the trains wasn't as large. But right. then as time went along, it got a little bigger where they tried to expand it more coverage of the city. Right. You know, so, and like the six yard, it was good. You know, I went there with different uh, people and we, we did stuff, but then it was time to move on. Yeah. And go to, you know, the more elite lines. Yeah, yeah. You know, so 
that's where the money was at. Yeah. <laughs> Why do you think um, that the police started getting more heavy on it? Was it like in the papers? Is this like moral panic kind of thing? Well, I mean, at, at one point what happened was like they they claimed that they didn't, you know, the there was uh, enough, not enough funds to maintain them clean because there was a point, man, that they got really, really ragged. I mean, the insides looked disgusting. It was tags over tags over tags. Um, the outsides, um, the pieces ran for forever sometimes, you know, and it was just like, and then there, at one one point there was a strike, and that just really, you know, made it like, oh shit, it's a strike. So, you know, you got uh, you're like a kid in the candy store. Yeah, was it suddenly like? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, it 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 made it was there for the killing, you know what I mean? But then, what, um, what year was the strike? I think it was seventy seven. Okay. And then you had a blackout, man. That shit, like, really fucked everything up. I mean, you know, and that's what I mean. Like, people fuck shit up. You know, instead of, like, being careful or whatever, they just, like, went crazy and just went into stores, took everything. They refurnished their fucking homes. And then, you know, now you got to walk in your neighborhood and your your stores, you can't even walk in them because you done, done fucking ransacked them. Yeah. So what was the point in that? You know what I mean? So, and you have to be careful too because, you know, God forbid some asshole wants to shoot off a gun or something or, or pull a knife and it's it's pitch black. So yeah. after the, you know, when daylight came, man, it was like, psh, there was a store across from mine, a little uh, discount store that we used to buy stuff there. <coughs> and sometimes we used to steal from in there. You know, they, they have mannequins all in the middle of the street. The gate was like bented up in the middle. They just ransacked. That place was never, they closed it down. They wasn't able to recover. And that happened all over the city. How long were the blackouts? Overnight. Or just one night? And well, just the, the, the lights went out and then it was a matter of like maybe a day or two that it, it comes back. So, you know, when they go, the lights go out all over the city, that's incredible, you know, that's insane. Yeah, especially then, do you know what I mean? It was yeah. nuts, man. That's a, it's, you know, I don't know if you can picture that, man, but I said, you know what? I stood my ass home and I waited till next morning and then even the supermarkets, man, they just like, yeah. you know, they went food shopping and, you know, <laughs> destroyed everything, man, you know, in Seven the process. Yeah, it's, it's crazy, bro. And like, when I went to Italy in 2009 and when I went to take the train and when the train pulled in, I'm like, is this shit real? It was all destroyed. There was shit all on, on the whole train. There was stuff, you know, buff stuff, you know, pieces. And I'm like, is this real? I'm like, oh, man. And that's there was where I, I did a couple of films. Three, three cars we, nice. we went in there. That shit was crazy, though. You know? Um, yeah, there a couple of... This um, guy from New York who happened to be there with us for one mission. Nice. Yeah, but it, it was crazy because the first night we went, we went to this yard, and um, it was lit up like a football field. There was lights surrounding the whole yard. And there was only like three lanes, but they were in the middle of the yard. Right. So, you know, but I, the guys that took me, they, you know, they knew. So when we got in there, we situated ourselves in like in the middle. Yeah. And uh, we did what we had to do. And I noticed rather than walking out the yard directly, he says, no, we're going to go here first. So we went to a corner you know, in the far corner. far corner of the yard. And um, I said, dude, why are we going here? He said, no, we're going to ditch the paint here. So when we leave, we don't have nothing. Mm -hmm. We're clean. You know, we were just walking around the yard. 
Yeah. So they for them to find the pain, they didn't wrong. Yeah. yeah. But, and oh, we did that's it. Great. Yeah. Then so they, so how did you how did you meet like uh, cool? Um, uh, his brother used to go to my school, yeah. and um, he was like, "Yo, man, you need to meet my brother, man. He paint, he he was painting also on Broadway as well." And uh, we met, and um, we, we were in contact, but it wasn't too later when, you know, they uh, came up with the crew and everything, you know. So, he cool was the president. Uh, yeah, the I, uh, who was it? Um, was it you that said that? that uh, he did uh, that chain, oh, it was um, Pulse. He said he uh, Chain did two interviews, one with uh, Paltz, and then he did one with Boots up at Tough City. Okay. That he's claiming that he's the president of Death Squad. Okay. Uh, I said no, no, he's not. He's he's absolutely wrong. So, because he asked he he asked me that that day when we when we painted with him. Right. He said, "Yo, who's president of Death Squad?" Because I got. I interviewed Chain for, I forgot, I don't know if it was for one of those Izzy's uh, tributes, but he says, yeah, he, I got it on film, and he says he's the president of the death squad. I said, no, he's not. And then also, um, he did, that guy Boots, he used, to, <laughs> um, he used to hang out over there at Tough City, and then he used to do this uh, shit, he called it King's Court. Okay. So he would do his own little uh, interviews with his <laughs> with his uh, phone and stuff and interview people, okay. calling it the King's Court. Nice. So he did that with Chain, and Chain, again, repeated that, that he's the president. He was not the president, you know. I mean, he was an uh, original member, yeah. but then in, in 77, he chose to supposedly retire, but then, because the, these cats were supplying him with paint, so yeah. he decided to roll with them. So, yeah. oh well, yeah. you know, no skin off my back. Anybody, else, you know, any other, you know, the members as well. That's your choice. You go yeah. ahead. So when does uh, TDS form? Like what kind in, of? Time in nineteen seventy six. Nineteen seventy six. Mm hmm. Well, there was a. a uh, a group already and the way that it formed they they were hanging out and they were painting already together and then um, they were like yo we have to come up with a name and they were like okay well uh, yeah, everything we've been doing is deaf you know what I mean so oh wait a minute and we're a squad. So, ergo, the death squad. <laughs> and it stuck. Yeah. Because that was the, the the big terminology back then. Oh, shit, that shit is deaf. Yeah. Yo, I got the deaf sneakers, yo. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, and then you had uh, this shit with uh, these people. Um, uh, what you would call it? Eric Sermon. Oh, the, de yeah, yeah. the Death yeah, Squad, and it was like, oh, man. <laughs> oh, well. Because then after, you know, we formed, everybody and their mother wanted to be a squad. You had the mm -hmm. Vamp Squad, this squad, that squad. <laughs> yeah. And then you have, you have people writing TDS, and they were really not down. But, you know, because of association, if they knew me or they knew this one or that one, you know, and if you look in the book, you look at other people's whole cars, or, or even um, Subway Art, you look at some of the whole cars. Yeah. I'm not going to name no names, but you look at the pictures, and you'll see a TDS there, put up by that, that person. So, you know, but everybody wanted to be a, a, a squad, <laughs> you know what I mean? So... And it was nice, man, you know. It was cool. You, you have people, look, you know, definitely looking. Yeah, know? yeah. So. So what, what point does it become like, 
kind of recognition, man. Like when when did people start seeing TDS about and being like? Oh, uh, around seventy eight, seventy nine. Like when we went to when we were on Broadway, we just literally destroyed that play. We would the shit we was doing there was unbelievable, and we was doing it at a clip like. Sometimes we would go, we would do a one nice car. Other times we were doing two, three cars at a time, but it was not, you know, okie doke shit. I mean, it was, you know, whole, elaborate whole cars. That would have been one of them, but this guy, Chain, didn't finish his piece to the left. <laughs> cool finished his piece to the right, and, you know, they. They both pulled that stunt on me, you know, like we started the car and then they didn't finish. So I was like, you know what, I'm going to finish mine and then we keep it moving. And, you know, I, I always say, you know, this that was not the place to pull that stunt. You know, because yeah. number one, you know, anytime you step on those tracks, you're putting your life on the line. Yeah. All right. So how are you going to go into a place, start something and then not finish? And then that shit's got to be seen like that. You know, uh, everybody's going to look at that, man. So, but that's why I said, man, you know, that that was not nothing to play with. But the stuff that we did that set the bar, like, extremely high for whoever came to follow. So all those 80s babies, they had their work cut out. I mean, granted, they they did their thing, but you know, <laughs> you know, it it was a tough task. It was really a tough mm. task. Yeah, man. So. Sounds mental. I really like reading this book. Um, well, I was saying earlier, I just want to go back in time and just no, walk around and look please. around, man. Like, I mean, it you paints know, such a picture. Yeah, I mean, you know, it, like I said, it was really a good time then, and. It was simple, and it's just like the memories of the golden, you know? Like Scene said, it's the end of an era, mm. you know? Mm. It truly was, man, you know? A lot of people, you know, to this day, you have even the old-timers, man, like they get major flashbacks, mm. and they're older than me, you know? So... One of the things I really want to know about is like what the actual painting experience was like there, like how how long we have been painting and like what you know, yeah, how was it? Because obviously the, nowadays when you're doing like panels nowadays, it's I mean, whereas, yeah, it, it, like the the early seventies, there was times where you had uh, uh, maybe an hour, yeah, hour and a half. You're still doing it in like relatively short time. But frame. then, believe it or not, like. When we was doing this stuff, this was like from 76 to 80. There was times that we would go into a place and we were there all day, you know, all afternoon. Like I said, sometimes we would do, it was like this. I was not leaving with paint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I would have two shopping bags of paint with like 30, 40 cans and I would not leave till I was done. So that, if it took doing two cars or three cars, and there was times I would do top to bottom so I could kill the paint. Mm. I didn't want to leave with paint, you know, on me. So, but that, like I said, those, the 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 time period to be in there, if you could do two or three hours mm. or a whole afternoon, that's insane. Mm. Or sometimes we would go late at night, depending on where, and we'll stay the night and come out the next morning. So it was like I heard that there was like vigilante gangs that and like kind of rogue police officers that were really violent and like attacked people. (laughs) I mean, you know, is that true or or not really? Like I said, you had your areas where you you had that element. Yeah. So you, it it was difficult to go into another you know place in town. If you knowing, from there. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's like anywhere else. People know that you're not from there. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you're running that risk of, you know. Uh, it happened one time. I, I was with a couple of the guys from TMT. They were all black. So they decided to go to rack paint up at Richie Scene's neighborhood. Right. And it was 4th of July. Right. So when we got off the train, I was the only fair-skinned fella. 
we're walking, and mind you, this thing is about 20 blocks away, but it's in the heart of, you know, predominantly a white neighborhood. Yeah. We proceed to walk, and like, as we're walking, I notice every corner, like, you know, people that was around, they were looking at us. Right. You know what I mean? We didn't even get to the store. So we made a, a U-turn and we said, look, let's get back to the train station. I don't know how we wound up near the cemetery. And out of nowhere, like about five or six dudes on dirt bikes come show up out of nowhere. And they just started like, we, you know, rolling around us. And I'm like, oh, fuck, we're done here. You know what I mean? Either we grab something and defend ourselves or boom. But then they just took off. You know, and got lucky there. Yeah. Other times, man, you know, they won't let you, you know, they'll beat the shit out of you and then, then you can leave. Yeah. So we got lucky that day. But that element, that, you know, was existence, you know, for a while. Yeah, yeah. You know? So not only you had to deal with that, then you had to deal with the police. Yeah. And then some of them, they were dicks. Yeah, nice. I mean, some of them were cool, but some of them were real dicks, man. And they like, they'll they'll beat you know, beat you up, shit like that. Try to get information, what have you. Yeah, it's fucked up, man. But that's the life. <laughs> How was it, uh, like writer to writer though? Were you guys kind of cool with each other? <coughs> different crews, relatively um, cool with each other, or was it? Yeah, volatile? I mean, for the for the most part, you know, we gave the the respect and admiration of other crews. You know what I mean? So that was really important. You know, so and there was times that other writers from other crews they want to paint with us. You know, because they you know of the respect. But I mean, you know, we we didn't have no issues with other crews because there was not. I mean, aside from TMT, you had um, uh, the Fabulous Five, and you know, we knew each other well. You know, I've known Lee since 1974. You know what I mean? So, and I painted with Slave. We're, we're like brothers. So, but everybody else had their conflicts, and you know, there was times that. If we were somewhere and certain parties were there and like they have uh, beef or whatever, we maintain the peace there because you know that's not going to be the place for that. You know, if we're in here, we're going to do our thing. You know, y'all take it up somewhere else another time, but you know, we kept it like that. You know, it was better that way. Yeah, man. Yeah. Keeping it peaceful. Was, was it like predominantly people coming out of Spanish Harlem or was it all that like? All we're all the over the place I mean there's a like Des is from my neighborhood um, Lava is from my neighborhood there was a few other writers but um, you know there was very few that you know I was fortunate because you know like I said I, I was self taught and um, I was in a position to help you know, I helped other writers, you know, with their style and whatnot, you know, gave them a hand and... Who did you school with? Huh? Who were you school with? I helped, uh, I did pieces for Puma, I did pieces for Sly 108, they were from my neighborhood, Puma 107. Yeah. They also, they was, uh, they did work on the six line after, like around from 74 to like 76. Yeah. You know, and a whole bunch of other people, man, you know. Um, TI-149, uh, this guy Sly asked me to do him an outline. I did him an outline. There was a bunch of other people, man, you know. Yeah. And, you know, those those people, they didn't have, they, you know, they weren't good with style, so. Yeah. You know, I was cool with that. You know, because nobody shared it with me, so. Yeah, yeah, of course. But I was I was blessed to be able to, you know, develop style, you know, on my own. Yeah. So. When did you start thinking, like, shit, I'm pretty good at this. Like, I'm going to... About 73, 74, because I was constantly drawing, you know. And 
you know, I, like anything else, you know, you, you practice, you know, you got to hone your skills. I emphasized that when um, I was teaching a black book class uh, a few years ago with high school kids. The most important thing is practice, you know. And um, another thing, I mean, if you just have your, your one name, then, you know, there's the possibility of getting stuck, you know, thing is it runs high. So we were fortunate did, enough. Did, sorry, did, oh, sorry. Go ahead, go ahead. I was just wondering, like, if, because I know you wrote Fudge and Worm as yeah, well. Yeah, exactly. But, That's but, I mean, did you choose those names so that the police wouldn't be able to recognize that? It that was, was one thing. That was but one then, way to look at it. But then also, you know, it helps, you know, like if I've done my name, like maybe like a, a million and one ways. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm still, con I'm still looking to, you know, yeah. tweak it or whatever. But, um, like, Riff was one that had uh, several um, other names. Face did that also. And that's another uh, way to, you no, know, no, get different nice. letters, yeah. you know, like, there's le like the F, a lot of people don't have names with an F. Yeah. You know what I mean? That name I came up with on my own because I just, you know, I like fudge, so. <laughs> and, uh, and Worm, that was, uh, you know, Riff, I, I thought Riff was the the first one, but it was there was another one before him. Amro. Okay. Amro. Bama. Yeah. He's the original Worm. Okay. So I didn't feel so bad because when I first met Riff, he was like, oh, you're the one that's biting my name, Riff. I mean, Worm. So, but as time went along, you know, I gained his respect also. So we're good. We're we're cool. <laughs> you know, but that's another way. I mean, I I used to do whole cars by myself with both. You know, the, the both names. Yeah. So, yeah. if somebody would see the the part with something else, then they're like, "Oh shit, who's that?" Right. You know what I mean? I mean, the cops. They try to be smart. You know, because one time I, I got caught and I had a sketch on me, but it looked, they thought it said dart. Right. So I just rolled with it. I just said, yeah, <laughs> it says dart. Yeah. But then, wait a minute, who are you looking for? You know what yeah. I mean? So I flipped it there on them. You yeah. know, so the, the, the only way that they found out was later that this was like in 2001. Right. I got arrested doing a um, a commission war for um, KRS for one of his albums. Okay. And we didn't have permission for the war. And the vandal squad that arrested me, um, I had just came back from Puerto Rico. And I did a, uh, I painted over there with some cats from, in my mother's hometown. And I had pictures on me. Right. So when they had me in the cell, they went, to the other room and I could hear them like they're going through the pictures because they you know confiscated the pictures and I hear the, this little one like going oh shit you know is this spark you fucking dirty rat so <laughs> I, I, I made it to their fucking uh, database or whatever the fuck they want to call it <laughs> yeah you know and I, that was not a cool thing man but you know, I, I tried to stay away from them as much as possible. Then there was another incident at a meeting of style in New York. Right. And the same two cops that arrested me that time shows up there. But this time, it was a year later, and I moved to Queens. You know, I got my apartment. And that day... There was another location that this guy from Five Points was doing that meeting of style. Um, it was a big-ass parking lot, and then there was a big-ass wall. So they had a bunch of people from there, from of Europe as well. Right. So when he put us in a little alleyway, and then he says, mm -hmm. by the way, this is, is not part of the event, but 
you know, you guys should be okay because, you know, you're out of the way. Not you really, because really out of nowhere comes these two, two cops that arrested me the year before. They came in the lot, they looked, and then they walked away. So I told these kids that I was paying with, I said, listen, wrap it up, let's get out of here, because they're going to come back. The guys that were in the parking lot over there, they had them all on their knees, and they were searching them and everything, and, you know, going through the mill. Mm-hmm. When we were walking out the lot, because it was only one way out, it was that way, there they come, they're coming back. So the, the little one that arrested me, he says, yo, what's up, Hart? I'm like, yeah, what's up, dude? I'm like looking at him like, what the fuck? And we got in the cars and left. This was on a Sunday. The next day, I get home from work and it's a phone call. I pick up the phone. Uh, oh, can I speak to uh, Mr. Torres? I said, who's this? Uh, this is the Bandit Squad. Yeah. Uh, that wall that you were painting yesterday wasn't legal. How'd you get this fucking number? Oh, we can't uh, uh, divulge that information, but uh, um, unfortunately, you have two choices. Either we come uh, pick you up or you come and turn yourself in. I'm like, really? Okay. I'll be there tomorrow. So I went over there. And I knew the only way that they got that number was somebody gave it to them. And it, there was two kids that were in that party that they got pinched for street bombing. Right. One of them was a little Oriental guy and another one was a Spanish guy. But I think the, the little Oriental guy, they squeezed them for the number. I said, okay. So gave me a date to go to court. I go to the court. And I got a, a, the legal aid, it was a black lady, real nice lady. So I go, they call my name up, I go see the judge. The cops are not there. So the judge sets another date. So the, la- uh, the lady says, listen, um, if they don't come the next time, I'm gonna ask the, the judge to dismiss the case. Right. I come back the second time, the bastards are not there. So she approaches the judge. She said, listen, you know, these cops, I think they're playing games. They're not going to show up. Let's throw this out. And that's what happened. But I never told nobody that the case got dismissed. I just played it off like, fuck, man. Now I got to pay a big fine and all that shit. Wait till I find out the motherfucker that, you know, gave him my number. And I cut them kids loose, man. And I, I just never, I said, you know what? That's that's it with you guys. You ain't going to get me no more. Mm-hmm. And that's what, like, wow, 15, 16 years now. Yeah. No more. Was that, was that the last kind of altercate, like, legal shit um, to get into? Or has it been rocky? I When I was living in Queens, I was still, you know, doing dirt, you know, getting high and stuff like that. And the thing was, these cops that were doing patrols there, you know, they see me, again, I'm fair-skinned, and that's a predominantly black and Spanish thing. So they always like, yo, what are you doing here? I live here. You know? (laughs) What do you mean? What am I doing here? And then there was times, oh, can I see ID? I'm like, you know, you're harassing me now, but I'm going to show you ID, so. And, um, you know, there was one time that I had my pockets dirty. Um, They took me to the precinct, and then because they were dicks, they want to make me go through the system, you know. So, no, but now I've been clean for, like, over 10 years, no incidents with them. The only time, I've been living in New Jersey now 10 years, and there's only one, um, I got only one ticket because I parked the car, you know, too close to the corner. And then uh, one incident with, with involving a police officer because this guy, I don't know what, he must have had me in his radar. He followed me when, from where I lived, when I pulled out the parking lot, 
damn near to the next town. Just before I got to the next town, there's a little bridge that goes over a river. He stopped me right at the foot, you know, you know, to go over. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, okay, why is this guy pulling me over? When he gets to the car, he's like, uh, how you doing today? I'm fine, officer. Um, you like living here? I said, yeah, what, what's going on? No, because you threw your cigarette out the window back there. And I saw you. I'm like, you know, are you fucking kidding me? You got nothing better to do? And he's like, yo, you know. And I'm like, officer, I don't have no ashtray here. You know, I just, what am I going to do? Well, next time, get a can of something so you can put it in the thing. All right? I'm like, oh, Really? I moved from over there to, you know, my girl always says, oh, you got to be careful with these cops here. They're really, they're racial, they're assholes. I'm like, you don't know nothing about cops. Go to the city. They're bad. They're bad. Because there, there was a lot of, like, police corruption in the 70s. And, um... that, that been going on for the longest, man. You yeah. ever watched that movie Serpico? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, see? So, yeah, like, oh, that Al Pacino movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Perfect example, you know. He didn't take money. Because there must have been a lot of, like... I mean, I, I know that there was really bad heroin problems. And obviously it it still exists. Crack, like, it's it's, re it's even worse it's, now. Right. Because they're... The stuff they're putting in there, that fentanyl shit is, like, that's lethal. Mm -hmm. You know? And, killing loads of people. Yeah, man. these people, like, you know, they don't get it, man. They're just... They're putting their... Their life's on the line with that, man, and it's, you know... Yeah, I mean, you must have seen, like... I know that a lot of people were smoking dust and uh, yeah. stuff in the 70s, but there must have been a lot of people that were, like... Well, ended see, up being casualties or then... Yeah, I mean, see, some like, people could, you know... Not only the dust, but, you know, other stuff like LSD and all that shit. Uh, some people just, you know, if they took a bad hit and they couldn't recover from it, you know, it, it, that can really mess up the, the, the brain. When dust first came out, you know, we smoked it, but nobody knew what the fuck it was. Yeah. You know, this was back like in 74, 75. So you're smoking it and you don't know the consequences of it, you know, and, and sometimes they're lethal. And then... Later on in time, like in the 80s, they were still smoking. Even today, these people smoke that shit. Wasn't you know? the guy from Wu-Tang smoking PCP and uh, cut his dick off and jumped out of a window, man? Oh, wow. He, he survived. Like, no, I, I'm telling you, I've seen... Because this guy that I grew up with, you know, he became so rich from selling it. Right. You know, he passed away, he suffered a heart attack and, you know, natural causes, but this guy made, like, millions off of that shit. Right. And then uh, my man Panic, rest in peace, he used to hold the juice for him because that shit was, it was a liquid. Right. And then they'll buy uh, weeds and then soak the weeds in that shit and then, you know, bag it up. And I'm like, oh, man. I would go to his house, his apartment, and he had it like, he had a refrigerator box, you know, freezer type thing, and he was stashing it in there, and you could smell that shit. Right. I'm like, dude, man, you need to, you know, cut that shit out, you know, put it somewhere else, man, but I've seen a lot of shit with that, man, and then it's like, you know, I don't know what's worse, that or heroin, yeah. you know, I mean, they're both fucking lethal, you know. Yeah. We, were, were there lots of writers who were just going to yards like absolutely matched? Yeah, we would do it. <laughs> <laughs> is that what you think? That you was the good no, Let me tell you like, something. Oh, man, this is great. <laughs> Check this out. One time we was in the three yard, right? And um, <laughs> these guys came in there, men and them. You know, men, Duro, and, you know, the whole vamp squad and whatever, so... Um, we was already in there and um, we was doing our thing. They went a few lanes down and they started doing this. All of a sudden, um, at some point, Cool comes over and he have, he comes with this big ass jug of beer. I'm like, yo, where do you find that shit? 
Oh, they left that shit over there. It was uh, Canadian ale. Mm. We drank that shit. <laughs> got wasted. Cool went in the car and he fell asleep. We was there the whole fucking night. Smoking weed and drinking the beer. And then there was sometimes that, you know, we smoked the dust and went in and that shit's insane. Come to think of it now. That's pretty how, insane. How the fuck did we pull that one off? <laughs> you know? But, um, yeah, you know, there was times that we would go, you know, we smoke, whatever, and, and drank, but... Because I know that you became really good friends with, like, Case, too, but when did you yeah. meet him? Uh, I met him, like, wow, 75. Um, he knew people that lived in my building, and then he came down one day, We, you know, we chatted and everything and then um I knew Butch from before like a year earlier and um we started hanging out with him and um you know we just became friends man you know we would spend time at his place we go to his house um something did you know his parents and stuff we knew his mom right we knew his mom and um his stepdad, his mom was like, you know, a trooper because she had a, a, a real heavy southern accent. Okay. So in the beginning, it was like a little, you know, complicated because she like, you know, like most, uh, like my parents were strict. She was strict. So if you call the house, you know, if she didn't know who you were, you know, she'd be like, you know, you could tell that she was like, you know, who's you? <laughs> but then after no, after a while, you know, we you know, we we become real good friends that we known each other so they knew who we were, you know. So it was no problem. You know. Because, so. yeah, you were telling me that um Cool lived on in a used to hang out at Cool's house and look at the Yeah, because his, his building faced the elevated train that would go up and down um, Broadway, the one train. And it was so cool, man. You know, we just smoke away and then we'd be like looking at, you know, waiting for the next train to come with our shit. So it was, it was lovely, man. Martha Cooper has taken pictures from his, from, from his, his window. Room. Yeah. Right. No, so. Well, I think we've hit an hour, man. Oh, uh, wow. Are you good for another, like, 10 minutes or so? Just Yeah, 10 minutes, because yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. starting to feel this shit here, and, you know, it's going to be a mission to get up. So, yeah, I mean, what have you guys been up to this week? Like, what brings you to London, man? Oh, man, dude, this dude, Ed, <laughs> Big Tizer, shocked the shit out of me with this uh, proposition, man, and... uh Yo, it just like blew me away, man. I was really, uh, you know, yeah, I, dumbfounded. I was like, wow. Uh, yeah, I was I was asked to paint a restaurant, um, and well, for the first meeting, I went for it. Um, I was uh, they they asked. Uh, I, I said I asked them what kind of food they were gonna do, and they said it was like uh, soul food, American soul food. Yeah, and then I was like. Uh, what kind of graffiti do you want? And they were like 70s, 80s New York stuff with kind of a street art mix kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, okay, so what are you going to call the restaurant? And they were like, Harlem Soul. Wow. And then <laughs> then they, they asked me who, who I was going to choose to work yeah. with me. So I asked, I said I was going to work with my brother and maybe get somebody else to help us. And they went, oh, we'd like to have somebody who's really important and I went well why don't you get part one he's from Spanish Harlem and he's been painting <laughs> since the 70s so wow he's like the person that you should be getting if you're calling your restaurant Harlem Soul and they they were fully down and uh, yeah they were amazing they were yeah, really very cool. supportive yeah and like how was it guys because I mean obviously yeah, I really saw you, you smashed no, it they, like, how was the actual paint yeah it was great wow, I mean, it, it was amazing man they did a, a incredible job you know what i mean but those guys they were really supportive yeah. you know they they went out of their way you know to cater 
Ed and myself and his brother and them. Yeah, it was really nice to see the um, yeah. people actually kind of excited that you're there and yeah, and, supported. Yeah, you know, acknowledge you like that. You know, it's back home. It's still it hits people, but you know, it's it's starting to really like get to people. You know, they're starting to figure it out. They you know they acknowledge it more. You still have the skeptics that are like, no, you know, that's trash. But more so, you know, people that, you know, they, they take it for what it is. And there's actually people that they miss it, you know, back home. They're like, wow, man, you know, I, I miss getting on the train and seeing the stuff on the outside, some of the inside. So. Because nice. you did one of your old school pieces. Uh in the restaurant. In, in the restaurant, right? Yeah, it's a staple. I mean, you know, that one, it, it, everybody identifies to that, you know, when it comes down to it, so. And what, what, do you guys know the address, if any of the listeners want to uh, uh, go and check out? 205 Old Street? No, Two, it's a 205 um, uh, City Road. City Road. 205 City Road. Nice. London, yeah. England. <laughs> you know, just off of Old Street roundabout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah nice. But um, yeah, it's it's it's, it's a nice spot. Yeah, they, and they the food is food. good. Yeah. The food is yeah. good. Yeah. Well, last night was wicked, man. Thank you yeah. guys for inviting us along. And definitely, man. Just getting. It's just a shame, drunk. man. A lot, of, a lot of people came just to drink and eat. Yeah. <laughs> I'm guilty, man. It's all good. No, <laughs> you know, I'm just you know. No, but it's they, they their food is good. I mean, I had. They made me a sandwich that they weren't supposed to because I was starving and they, they did me a big favor, but it was slamming. And um, some of the hors d'oeuvres that they were serving, they're part of the menu. So yeah, it's great. The mac and cheese was insane. That was it was in a oh yeah, ball, the mac and cheese but it was, ball. It was in a ball, but it was like uh, fried. And it was it was delicious, yeah. man. I didn't try that. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> I tried yeah. the burgers and stuff. Yeah, like the that. burgers. Were good. I didn't get to taste the burger. They made me. I asked them for a chicken sandwich that it was like, dude, the shit was like there. Yeah, I thought I was gonna have to eat it with a fork, you know, yeah. and a knife, but. But I you said, rammed it in there. It yeah, like, I just <laughs> took big ass bites, human bites, and I, it was good, man. You know, so. And I was looking for something else, man, but I said, no, nah, I don't want to push my luck, man, you know. <laughs> but the, the guys in the back, they were, you know, I told them thank you. They were really, really supportive. You know, they were real appreciative, you know. Yeah, it's nice. It's a nice thing, like, because for me, like, I, I never thought that I'd be in a position to be able to invite somebody who's yeah. important as part over to this country. And, you know, it's... Mm -hmm. uh, I really tried to kind of get people to meet him and paint with him, like because yeah. I think it's really important for people to actually know some of the history that a Absolutely. lot of people don't know. You know, it's yes. uh, it's important for all of us, like anybody who does street art or mm -hmm. spray can art or graffiti or whatever you want to call it. You know, yeah. like it's because of these guys that really kind of yeah. pushed it to a different level for our people to even think about doing anything you know mm -hmm. yeah, it, was, from using... it, was, it was really good it was, you know was, and like i said the owners were like very supportive yeah, man. you know they they seem like nice people oh they yeah. are yeah know, I mean, they, they are nice people so. they, they they were really uh you know they welcomed the work and <laughs> it was good man i had a blast yeah good, man you guys smashed it it was wicked yeah um yeah, well, I think that's probably a good place to wrap yeah, it up. Cool. I know it's it's a yeah. Friday, everyone's tired. <laughs> yes. All three of you got fucked up back. <laughs> yeah. You know um, it, man. This but yeah, is wh like... where can people find your stuff if they want to find you online? Um, I'm on Instagram, part one TDS spelled out. Um, my website is back up. Got hacked last year. They finally fixed it. Uh, part one TDS.com. I'm in the process when I get back home. Uh, I have a lot of upgrading to do because it was around for, it was up for a while. I never got into doing the blog because I'm old school. I'm not computer literate. 
Um, <laughs> no, but I definitely need to do that because, you know, there's stories to be told and, you know, uh, tales to be shared. Um, I also want to upload a lot of my work. I have old work there. It's, it's cool to go check it out there because it has, you know, stuff from like almost five, ten years ago. But I got a lot of new stuff and I've just been doing my thing through IG, but I'm going to work with the website. So anybody, because some people have, you know, asked me, yo, uh, can I, you got a website? And I didn't know it was hacked. I was directing them to the website and the shit got hacked and, you know, but uh, I'm going to be in the process of um, upgrading it, you know. When you get back. Yeah. Nice. No. And Tizer, where can people find? Uh, right here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anywhere. Uh, yeah, any pub. Yeah, any pub. <laughs> uh, I'm there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, find me at the pub. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, thank you guys. No, he's on <laughs> IG, people. He's on IG, man. Don't let yeah. me. You'll find him. And he's on Facebook. Oh, I'm also on Facebook <laughs> as well. If you go to the um, the thing in the in IG, it'll you can find me there, and, and it'll, it'll it'll direct you to uh, Facebook. But yeah, Sick. definitely, man. Cool, thanks for that. Yeah, dude. Uh, thanks, man. everybody. This has been Absolutely, really fun. You man. know, like yeah. I prefer it to like a you know an interview where it's like question answer, and then you cut it down to like five minutes, and it's yeah. just all like sound bites and stuff. You know, definitely. Man. Just having like a conversation where people just share stories and. Yeah. Chat. Well, I mean, I, we we didn't share any stories just because we wanted to. Yeah. Hear yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thing, you you chose me to come on, man. We'll do do a uh, yeah, brother, nice brother's it. podcast, man. Yeah, no, yeah that's funny. There you go, man. Safe. Cool. Um, Definitely. Boom. Yeah, an hour eleven. So. Wow. Cool. There we go. You're, you're you got one minute cut, extra. No, you're coming <laughs> into my bedtime. <laughs> Safe. Uh, yeah, thank you for listening, guys. I'm really back home, man. I'm uh, Around this time, I'm in bed already. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, she's got to go to work the next day. So, And I'm up since like 4.30. So by that time, I'm done. Yeah. I'm done. Now it's bedtime for real. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs>